Welcome, dear listeners, to a chilling journey through the corridors of power, where the past still echoes in the present. This is Capital of Shadows, Halloween special episode of Back in Session that dares to peel back the layers of history and reveal the spectral secrets hidden within our state capitals. In this spine-tingling episode, we will embark on a harrowing tour of state capitol buildings that harbor more than just the laws and politics that shape our world. Beneath the grandeur and stateliness, these hallowed halls hold stories of restless spirits, vengeful apparitions, and unexplained phenomena that will send shivers down your spine. From the ghostly governors who refuse to relinquish their power to the spectral spectacles that unfold in the dead of night, we will delve into the haunted history of these magnificent structures. But be warned, dear listeners, for as we venture deeper into the haunted state capitol buildings, we may stumble upon secrets that some would rather remain buried. Are these spirits seeking justice, redemption, or simply to sow fear among those who dare enter their domain. So gather around our podcast campfire, my friends. Embrace yourselves for a bone-chilling odyssey through the eerie halls of power. But remember, as you listen to the tales that unfold, the shadows may be listening too. Uh, All right, Ryan, thanks for that uh, terrific, not dramatic at all, introduction to our very special Halloween episode of Back in Session. For anybody who knows Ryan, I think it's pretty... You probably realize how much he loves Halloween. This is sort of his dream come true, getting to talk about uh, Halloween and and state capitals and state legislatures. This is... Like, Ryan, I'm a little concerned how excited you are for this episode. I don't really know how else to phrase it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big uh, spooky uh, ghost kind of guy. Um, watch throughout the year, not even just this time of year, but especially this time of year, watch a lot of ghost shows, uh, spooky movies, you name it. My wife likes to start decorating, you know, probably mid-August for the fall. And then usually mid-September, we start putting the spooky vibes out there in the Stevens household. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a fan of of all things paranormal and spooky, and listen to a lot of different you know paranormal podcasts. Um, so hopefully, hopefully this is something uh, that people find interesting. Uh, I think we've you know so 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 just to give everybody a little bit of background, I guess um, you know we we have our own stories that we were told um, at a couple different state capitals in the past. So we've done some research into those state capitals and a couple of others that we would love to to talk about today. We've done we've done some research in addition to what we heard firsthand uh, when we were visiting. Uh, but I think there's some pretty interesting stories. I didn't I don't know what you're going to tell me. You don't know what I'm going to tell you, Ryan. So we can sort of react to one another's stories and I guess go from there. Yeah, disclaimer: We have not exchanged notes on this, so we are both hearing uh each other's stories for the first time and also i bought a gavel since this is back in session so don't know if you can hear that but i bought a gavel don't really know if you know i can expense this or not uh i guess we'll find out uh but yeah so uh back in session you know where we're going spooky today all right what's your first story ryan So I heard my first Capitol ghost story a few years ago when my wife and I were in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville is a hot spot for, you know, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Uh, People like to go down Broadway and party. What the average person might not realize is that Nashville is actually uh, the state capital of Tennessee. So I had been there a few times, but when I was traveling there uh, with my wife for her birthday, wanted to take her out to a nice dinner so we ordered an uber and on our way we're going through the city hop on the highway real quick and i saw the capital and i told my wife i said hey look it's state capital and the uber driver immediately without any sort of hesitation goes did you know the capital is on it didn't 
talk about anything spooky. So she just, that was her immediate reaction. So I'm a good, I'm a sucker for a good ghost story. Uh, never heard that the Capitol in Nashville was haunted. So I said, no, do tell. <laughs> and before, <clears throat> before I get into this, uh, I've since done my own research. So I'll pepper that into what I was told. Uh, but to preface what I'm about to tell you, the Tennessee State Capitol is the only capital to double as a mausoleum. So my Uber Actively. driver, I suppose so. That's what my research says. And that's by the what way, we're going to roll with for purposes of the podcast. <clears throat> well, it sounded pretty ominous. And then you just, you know, had to interrupt me there. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, what do I know? Um, but <laughs> all, all of our, all of our research that we've done, we're going to include some links in the show notes. So you guys, if you're interested, you can see where we got this information from. Uh, like I said, so, some of it is firsthand from from some folks that did tell us. Uh, I don't know. Other Ryan has a story from another state capital, so um, you know he he heard something firsthand there. I heard something firsthand here, but also did some research because I actually did find it to be interesting. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, Tennessee State Capitol apparently, according to sources, is the only state capital to double as a mausoleum. So, my Uber driver proceeded to tell me the story of two men, William Strickland and Samuel Morgan, who are both buried on the Capitol grounds, and some may say are embroiled in an eternal feud. Strickland uh, was a noted architect, civil engineer, did a lot of work in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but eventually moved to Nashville, where he died and was buried within the northeast walls of what is his final work, the Tennessee State Capitol building. He actually died during the construction of the building, uh, and it was his son who ended up taking over and helping to see the project through uh, after after he had, after Strickland had died. So Morgan, on the other hand, was the chairman of the State Building Commission, which was tasked with overseeing the construction of the Capitol, the new Capitol building. And from research gathered, uh, Strickland was hired in 1845 to design the building, and Morgan was subsequently hired by the legislature which was concerned with high costs uh, with the construction and design. And Morgan is buried in the southeast corner of the state capitol. So the two apparently were at odds quite a bit, leading to some shouting matches, arguments, yelling, cursing. These two argued for nine years. Nine years over various aspects, expenses, building costs, etc. Uh, but they really developed this disdain for one another as they went through the, this whole process of the Capitol being built. Fast forward to now, and some may say that they can still hear them bickering after dark. The audible quarrels usually begin around 9 o'clock in the evening. I've been to Nashville multiple times. I have not heard this myself, but... Uh, as told to me from my Uber driver, uh, there are some locals in the area that have thought actual fighting was going on on the Capitol grounds and have called the police. But when the police arrive, nobody's there. Something not told to me from my Uber driver was that of the ghost story of President James Polk. Polk uh, only served one term in the White House, but was also a former Tennessee governor. And he retired uh, from, from D.C. Uh, down to his home in Nashville, which is when he died. He was buried there at his home. So was his wife when she died. But years later, their house was torn down and the bodies were exhumed and subsequently put into a tomb on the grounds of the state capitol. So now we're at at least four people that are buried in the state capitol in Tennessee. Now, you're not supposed to disturb gravesites, so when they moved the President and First Lady's remains, is it possible that they awaken something? People do claim that they've seen dark figures and shapes moving near the Pope's tomb, including a man wearing a dark suit kneeling in front of the tomb itself. Could it be Ryan? Could it be President Polk visiting the new gravesite of he and his wife? Witnesses have sworn. Witnesses have sworn to have seen the president himself, but when they approach and get closer, the figure slowly disappears.
Now that's some spooky stuff. That is spooky. And yeah, you got like all that from the Uber driver, or that was how far did the Uber driver get in the story? Well, you know, the Uber driver got. She told me basically about the two guys, the architect and the guy who oversaw the construction, about the two of them bickering uh, during this whole process. And when they died, buried there, and they still apparent people can still apparently hear them arguing. That she didn't tell me any of the stuff about President Polk. Uh, but what she did tell me, uh, just to elaborate a little bit, uh, she did say when cops are co- get a phone call and they, oh, someone's arguing, you know, we hear some shouting at the Capitol, they'll send some of their rookie cops out there to check it because they know it's going to turn up to be nothing. Is that true? I don't know. We might have to try to do some re- research uh, into the Nashville Metro Police Department to find out. Uh, but at least that that that's what I was told. So I'm going to I'm going to believe it for now until told otherwise, uh, if any of the listeners here um, have been to Nashville and have an exciting ghost story, we would love to hear about it. Uh, but, yeah, that that's that's sort of uh, sort of what's going on in, in Nashville. What do you think, Ryan? That's a good story. The local legends are always the best ones. They really are. The local versions are always the best ones. Yeah, they know more than we ever will just by reading articles and websites. So. I appreciated the story. And I think next up we have your your first story. If you want to give it a shot. My first story, I'll try to match your level of storytelling. I don't know that I'll be able to to do that, but I have two stories, both about Arkansas. One related to the new state house and the other related to the old state house. So I'll start with the new state house. The site of what is now the Arkansas State House, the state capitol, used to be the Arkansas State Penitentiary. So as they were building the state capitol, the that's state already, house. That's already spooky. It's already spooky. This is, our, this is already off to a, off to a it's already You already can see where this is going, right? So Lo- Love it. Love it. Let's go. You're talking late 1890s, 1900s. Obviously, regulations and oversight was not what it is today, right? So prisoners were used in the building of the state house, um, prisoner labor. And obviously back then they're in close quarters, uh, violence at the prison, disease, things spread rapidly, right? And prisoners unfortunately pass away in the jail for various reasons. Where did they bury the prisoners? On site. On site in the state penitentiary, where it, now the state houses in Little Rock. Is this, like, pres- is this like underneath? Do you know? Like, I, I would like, well, I would assume. Like, where are they buried exactly? I'd, I'd assume at the time there was probably like a graveyard within the prison grounds, gotcha. I would think. I can look into that. I'll I'll look into that and clarify for you. But I think they attempted to move every all the remains when they. But I don't think I think they believe it's still very possible that there are remains on the grounds. Another particular legend is that of Ira Gurley, who was the secretary of the State Game and Fish Commission back in the early 1930s. Uh, and was planning a run for Secretary of State as well. He was getting into the elevator. As he was getting in the elevator, something malfunctions and the elevator starts to shoot up. It starts to go up. Unfortunately, he gets crushed in the frame as it's going up and dies, passes away. Since then, there have been stories of guards at the State House staff, people hearing voices, hearing women screaming with no real obvious source, uh, silhouettes of people that weren't there that could only be seen using thermal imaging. They've actually paranormal hunters have actually gone into the, into the state house with like specialized equipment to try to trace down some of the sources. And the only way they can really seem to 
actually track them are on special audio and video thermal imaging equipment. Now, Ryan, my personal theory, and there's a debate of who could it be, right? Personal theory, not exactly. It's hard to find something that sounds more haunted than an old, a old prison gravesite. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So that's the new state house. That's where everything is today. So, so is the theory that the elevator actually malfunctioned, like it was an actual technical malfunction, or was that in and of itself a paranormal incident where a ghost had something to do with that? I guess you could interpret that theory. You could you could come up with that theory on your own. That was immediately what I that's where I thought yeah, you were going with that. Be. So that yeah, that's interesting. Something no, that, I think it's just on. to examine two two perspective sources for the paranormal activity. Okay. Okay. Now the old state house is actually even stranger of a story. So the construction of the old state house was completed in 1842 and served as the the state house active state house until 1912. Um, since then it's had n- numerous different uses once it ceased being the active capital and gathering a state government it was the state's medical school the location of the state's medical school uh, a war memorial an office building and in the 1990s about it was converted into a full-time museum numerous sightings there and reports of sightings of apparitions and again it seems to be two primary theories on what could be the source of this activity this is where it gets really strange uh 1837 there's a debate on the house floor the speaker of the house at the time john wilson was also the recently elected president of the arkansas real estate bank The debate on the House floor was over, as I guess they debated these things in 1837. A bill for paying bounties for wolf scalps. Don't ask me to to find the context on that. You made it sound like that's something that's not debated anymore. Something tells me I haven't. I'll have to check. I haven't heard about that recently. Anyway, very very heated debate over an amendment to this bill. The law at the time, I guess, was that bounty seekers would have to obtain a certification uh, before before a justice of the peace. That was sort of the, I don't know if maybe that was to verify authenticity or to allow them to go out and hunt for wolves to get the scalps. Not totally sure on the details on that. J.J. Anthony, who is a member of the House, made some sort of joke or comment in jest, implying that instead of bounty seekers having to go before the Justice of the Peace, they should have to get their certification signed by the president of the Arkansas Real Estate Bank, who was the speaker, John Wilson. The speaker didn't exactly find this funny, um, pulled out a Bowie knife that he had on him on the house floor and actually attacked and killed J.J. Anthony on the house floor. What? Was char- yep, on the house floor in the middle of a debate. Somebody, another member threw a chair at the two of them trying to break it up. Um, and people say that we are divided now more than ever. At least that's not happening I know. <laughs> right, I, right. I, I know. Oh my goodness, that's awful. Jeez. On the house floor. Um, and I think it's the only time, I think I read this online in my own research, the only time that that has ever happened in a state capital in the United States. Wow. Could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's true. Uh, the speaker was indicted. He was, well, he was charged with murder and was later either acquitted or found not guilty on the basis that it was justifiable based on the comment that uh <laughs> Anthony had made was that was, was at least justifiable the, was at least was at least the story that I read 
Um, oh, you know, well, he did. Details get a little hazy when you're talking the 1830s, but was later at least acquitted, never really faced any punishment for it. We will omit his political party. Now, <laughs> I, you know, I actually didn't even didn't even check that. Uh, now, fast forward to the 1870s. So we're talking like, what, 30, 40 years, 30, 40 year difference. Yeah, 35. So. Uh, Elisha Baxter won a contentious election for governor. The man that he beat, Joseph Brooks, claimed cheating. And a year and a half later, he staged a coup and removed Governor Baxter from office, like physically removed him from office. Why have I never heard of this before? I I guess because we've never done a haunted episode of this before, right? But the more you know. After that... Brooks set up a cannon in front of the state house to defend from attack, which actually I believe is still on site at the old state house. Believe it's still on site there. So this is where I, I actually think it's, it just sort of gets comical. So governor Baxter leaves, moves down the street from the old state Capitol sets up his own government, which I would presume is the actual government of the state, given that he was elected. And eventually it got so out of hand that President Ulysses S. Grant had to intervene and basically come in and restore Baxter as the rightful governor of Arkansas and forced Brooks to retire. Brooks had to retire from politics. So ever since, and to this day, stories about Audio, same sort of things, vague conversations that people can sort of overhear. Um, a man sort of walking like the grounds, you know, that hy- hypothesis is it, is it Brooks who's still upset that he had to leave and had to retire after he thought he had won the election? Um, the creepiest thing, in my opinion, of this. A lot of the rooms, the biggest room where they hear most of the activity or the noise is where the medical school had the autopsy room located. Well, that that's haunted right there. Well, that again. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, that's haunted. you would have to assume, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the haunting uh, history of Little Rock. Yeah, I mean, even if you take the spooky stuff out of it, like that is just a crazy story. Well, both are crazy. Well, yeah, both yeah, well, the yeah coup, both. both the coup, both the state government coup, and the murder over a debate over wolf scalps. Yeah, that that just blows my mind. So I guess when people say, "Oh no," polit-, I mean, politics is pretty divided, obviously, but um, not like know, it was it, in eighteen thirty-seven. It could be worse. Could definitely be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. So, yeah, that was that was interesting. And I will say it's actually a pretty good segue into my f- next and final story. Um, if we're ready to jump into that, don't know if you had any other I'm thoughts ready. on on Arkansas. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're gonna move over to Kentucky. So, interesting fact. Uh, similar to a lot of states, Kentucky has had multiple state capitol buildings. So the first one was built in 1794, uh, shortly after Kentucky decided on Frankfurt as its capital. Uh, But like a lot of other capitals around the country, it burned down in the early 1800s. And then a second capital lasted just about eight years until it also burned down. A third building, which does still stand today, uh, followed before the legislature eventually uh, built the current capital in 1910. But that third capital building that still stands today, that was the one. So that was uh, in operation from 1830 to 1910. That's the one we're going to discuss right now. And some actually consider it to be one of Kentucky's most haunted places it's known as the uh, old Capitol building state lawmakers. They discussed and debated some pretty, pretty major issues there. Uh, so you think 1830 to 1910, 
first thing that comes to mind is slavery, mm -hmm. civil war. Uh, so a lot of heated discussions. Um, and on September 12th, 1861, House Bill 36 was introduced. Or at least that's the date on the bill. Uh, but that bill made Kentucky part of the Union during the Civil War, which I never would have thought Kentucky would have been part of the Union. So a copy of that bill is currently in the old Capitol building, and written across the top of it, it says, The Bloody Bill. Underline bloody. Some say that that foreshadowed the battles and death that uh, would soon face Kentucky. So that's 1861 Civil War. Uh, There's a lot of uh, issues with uh, Kentucky deciding to join the Union as to uh, compared to the Confederacy. So after the bill passed, Confederate troops actually invaded Kentucky and made the old Capitol building their barracks. So battles would take place nearby, uh, bringing death and tragedy along with it. And as with a lot of Civil War battlefields, Gettysburg, uh, which is close by to, to where, where I live, um, you know, you always hear ghost stories. So that was just a little fore foreboding on what was to come. Uh, one of the more interesting stories that followed was a few decades after the war, which is kind, it kind of is similar to what happened in Arkansas, actually. So Kentucky had a, had an election for governor in 1899. Some say, and quite it actually did almost lead to a civil war within the Commonwealth of Kentucky. So the general election saw William Gerbel, I'm going to hope I'm pronouncing that right, William Gerbel as the Democratic nominee and Kentucky, then Kentucky Attorney General William Taylor as the Republican nominee. Taylor beat Gerbel by about 2,000 votes, but... The legislature, which was controlled by Democrats, disputed the election results. And there was a three-member uh, board of elections. They voted two to one to certify Taylor as the winner. So Taylor, uh, the Republican, beat Democrat Goebel. And then this three-member election board confirmed that Taylor was the winner. So he was inaugurated as governor, but would only serve 50 days. Fast forward to the end of January 1900, Goebel was shot right in front of the old Capitol building. Shot. And there's actually a photo <clears throat> that I saw online when researching this of his coat, which has a huge hole in the back from when he was shot. From the bullet. Yeah. And and in fact, there's, a, there's actually a marker if you go to the old Capitol building now. There's a marker in front of the building that says, William Goebel fell here. January 30th, 1900, surrounded by the brick on the ground. So now Governor Taylor declared a state of emergency, called the militia to the Capitol and dismissed the legislature. Said, you guys are uh, you guys are going home for a week. But the Democrats were somehow able to invalidate enough votes to declare Goebel the legitimate gov governor of Kentucky. So the after day after he had died, after he was shot, after he was shot. Okay. So the day after he was shot, he was still alive. He was sworn in as governor, but he died four days later. So his only act in office as governor, he was obviously laid up, just been shot, um, was to end Taylor's proclamation to take the militia out of the Capitol um, and also brought lawmakers back to session. So I read that uh, Goebbels, the only governor in our country's history to be assassinated while serving in office, uh, which is interesting because he was not, huh. he was not governor when he was shot, but he, but he died uh, after, you know, taking the oath or whatever. So uh, fast forward to today. Some say they can still hear phantom gunshots at the old Capitol. Others have claimed they hear voices, even though they were alone when they heard those voices in the Capitol. And something that's kind of chilling, there's a security guard, apparently, that said he witnessed this himself, uh, or herself, I actually don't know uh, who, who it was exactly, but they said that 
on the anniversary of the assassination of the shooting, a portrait of the former governor, Gerbil, fell off the wall. Which, you know, skeptics will say, well, it's an old building. Maybe it wasn't on there all the way. Of all the days. Of all the days. Of all the days. Of all the days. Tell me that's a coincidence. So, not only that, and this is something I didn't really do too much research in because I didn't understand the context of it and why it's there exactly, but the, the old capital is home to an old mahogany veneer chest known as the conjure chest, which... Automatically is, sounds bad. Yeah, I mean, if, if something says... Automatically haunted. haunted. Yeah, I mean, old furniture you think is haunted anyways. I never, if I'm at an antique, uh, <clears throat> antique uh, market or whatever... I never want to buy anything antique because that stuff could be haunted. Haunted. Immediately. Yeah, you never know. My dad likes to collect stuff. You just have to assume that. And yard sales, he brings it home, and I'm like, Dad, like you have no idea what you're bringing home, man. Like, come on. Come on. But, yeah, so this thing's called the Conjure Chest. I feel weird even talking about it, but it's supposed to be cursed, and up to, like, I've read 16, 18 deaths have been attributed to it. I don't know if it's when people have put their clothes into it or if they used it for whatever reason. I don't know. But the people that have died because of that chest, allegedly, their spirits are still walking around the old capital. And if you listen closely, at night, maybe even during the day, you hear nothing else, you might hear them. So if you're brave enough, next time you're in Frankfurt, you can actually do a haunted tour of the old capital, which might have to do maybe next Halloween. We can do a live podcast from the capital. TBD. TBD, guys. We'll see. Now, that would be something. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be cool. I, I don't know that it would be. And it would be spooky. Yeah, I might actually. I, yeah, that, that's the problem. Like, that may not be fun. It's nice to talk about it, but if you're actually there, like at dark, like yeah, I'll be like a little girl. Just no, we could we could do it. We could do this on the side. We could start paranormal hunting and spinoff show. Could make it exactly. Could be a whole four four episodes in, and the Ryan's. We're already we're already we're we're already spinning off. We're already spinning off. We're still going to keep the Dwayne Morris back in session podcast, so everybody can listen to. The, you know, the latest policy happenings. But if you want to hear uh, old spooky stories, tune in to our spinoff show. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes along with our food reviews that we somehow end up doing every episode, too. Um, yeah, but I will say, like, how many times is a spinoff show better than the original? Frasier. That's what I'm saying. There's Frasier. She like they can be just as successful. Not to say that this is a bad Worse than what we could be doing, um, just or, vice, or or vice versa. Just just uh, a different but, vibe. But both could be successful. Both could be successful. Is 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 my point. So yeah, that's that's Kentucky. I mean, I would be kind of freaked out if I went in and saw this thing called a conjure chest. Like immediately walk out. Like I want no part of that. Yeah, nothing with the word conjure. No, automatically Zero. a very bad connotation to it. Zero chance. It's like it's like that meme of the Simpsons guy walking into the bar, and then just like immediately, he has to turn and walk right out. Turn and walks right out. That's me. Yeah, that's me with that. I'll I'll try to make that meme for you later. (laughs) So you have it. Yeah, we need that. Uh, It can go along with the episode art for this one. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so my uh, personal favorite one, Annapolis. State Capitol in Maryland. Uh, for anybody who's never been to Annapolis, and Ryan, have you ever been to Annapolis? I have been to Annapolis. I think it's probably one of the coolest state capital cities. And I think just one of the cooler cities. Generally, yeah. Generally one of the cooler cities. It's, I mean, any place that has the like delicious crab. Well, that, my, yeah. My, I mean, my goodness, come on. Unbelievable restaurants, great nightlife. Tons of history, right? Home, home to Navy. Home to the Navy. That's right. Um, so 2022, June of 2022, 
Uh, I'm there with my now wife. Uh, we were there for a, a longer weekend. And, you know, we're we're kind of suckers for any of the historical stuff, right? And obviously, a city that is as old and sort of um, rich in history as Annapolis, we wanted to see as much as we can, right? And we kept hearing, you know, and, and including things like bars, restaurants, taverns, a lot of older things like that, too, in addition to just like pure historical monuments. And to echo or, or bring back our first guest from all four episodes ago, who, again, seems to come up on every episode because every something always seems to be relevant to Jerry. Jerry yep. Rosewick had spent some time. Yeah, in I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that says about Jerry that we're we're always talking about. It. I, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll hope it says more about Jerry than it does about yeah, us. But yeah. Jerry Rosewick had spent some time in Annapolis and I texted him and I said, you know, everything we keep reading, something's always haunted here. And he says, everything's haunted. Everything's haunted down there because it's and all it, so old. And this is because Jerry spent uh, a little, a couple of years. He was there for there. I think two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he knew. So said everything's haunted down there. City that old, you know. And they, I do think the city leans into the historical aspect there a little bit. So we're looking. It's like a Saturday night. We're trying to figure out what to do. I mean, you know, what, let's look for a. It, there's all these older historical colonial era bars and taverns and supposedly everything's haunted so let's do a haunted pub crawl right seems like a great idea right i mean if you're gonna be scared of spooky stuff you might as well be drinking while doing it right? well and hoping that the drinking calms down the scary part of it right right so that was our that was our logic now it's a tour at like seven o'clock it's like 3 45 4 30 i get a text Sorry, you were the only two that signed up, signed up for this tour. We're gonna cancel it. Yeah, we'll refund your money. Okay, like get it disappointing. I, I guess people just don't really get into the haunted stuff in June, is my guess. I feel um, like I feel like this is the beginning of a horror movie where you get turned down by them and then somebody in the corner overheard and is like, Hey guys, if you want a real spooky well, spooky getting, ghost tour. And then you're you're getting ahead of me here. Then you're in Saw 35. <laughs> you're getting ahead of me here, Ryan. Um, so, okay, no problem. So, still want to do the haunted part, right? Go online, find a haunted tour. I'm like, great, perfect. This this is just a regular haunted tour. Maybe it was a weird anomaly, whatever. So, go to dinner and then go to the, the meeting spot, which is sort of like right on the right on the dock area right by the water and there's our already seems fishy there's <laughs> is See, that, that a pun, pun? that's a, that, that was that a pun. pun okay that was a pun sorry and there's a guy standing in the like the square dressed in full colonial garb right full like colonial era uh has a like a fake cane you know so i i'm like okay well this i'm assuming this is our tour guide Either that or or the guy's lost. I'm hoping hoping it's our tour guide. So go up to him. Say, hi, I'm Ryan. Full character. He's in full character. He pulls out, you know, we said, hey, we're here for the tour. He pulls out a, like, old piece of parchment and, like, has, like, two or three names scribbled down on it, including mine. He goes, you must be Ryan, with, like, a very uh, pirate-esque accent, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yep, that's us. Uh, he's like, okay, I have to. We have to wait until seven thirty or whatever time the the tour left for everybody else to show up. Okay, like we were there early. See you in like fifteen minutes. So we're watching, and it's three minutes go by, five minutes go by, ten minutes go by. Nobody else shows up. So okay, I guess it's it's just the two of us. So more of the story. Really, nobody likes this stuff in June. I think people typically like it more in the fall, but it is what it is. So we got a personal 45-minute tour, Haunted Tour of Annapolis, this guy in full character. It was probably the one of the best tours I've ever been on of any city because we did learn so much sort of uh, out-of-the-box history, things that you definitely wouldn't get on a normal tour. I hope this story ends with this guy not being real. 
and he I won't. Ru- I won't ruin it for you. I won't, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I won't ruin. I won't keep, ruin that keep, part for you. Keep, continue, continue. I should have seen that coming while I was on the tour. Um, so, the tour go through it ends at the state house. Ends at the state house, where he tells the story of Thomas Dance. Why are you looking over your shoulder? Ryan's looking over his shoulder right now for everybody listening. My dog is trying to get into the room. That's oh, why. I thought maybe you were. I thought maybe you were afraid there was a ghost there. Well, I did hear some scratching, and I was like, "Uh, <laughs> this this is not it's good." It's getting a little Friday the thirteenth. The, the conjure chest. Yeah, la- <laughs> last Friday was Friday the thirteenth, so I think we're good. yeah. We had to. It's just yeah, my man. little seven pound New York. We should have probably recorded this last week. Now that I think about it. Probably would have made a little bit more sense with the thing. Yeah, but anyway. Pro- probably. Anyways. So Maryland State House, beautiful building. It's the oldest continuously used state house in the country and was for a brief time at the end of the revolution, the uh, capital of the United States, the very, very, very young United States. If you've seen the state house, you'll know it's it completed in 1799. It's got a very distinctive dome, like 95-ish foot tall dome on the top. And it's not that big of a building either. It's not as nearly as big as other state houses, in my opinion. 1793, Thomas Dance was a plasterer. So he was on the in, inside the Capitol on top of scaffolding all the way up, plastering the inside of the dome. The scaffolding collapses underneath him. He falls down, hits the marble floor, dies. Uh, He left behind a widow and some children who went to try to go get, you know, his, uh, his payment for the service. The employer basically said, well, he he's dead, so we're not going to give you anything wouldn't give the widow and family his tools so that they could be resold. Long story short, eventually, shortly after, they end up basically being destitute and have to go back to England. They're deported to England. Over the years, and I've heard the in-person version of this, and I've heard, you know, my research after the fact preparing for this episode, but people have experienced like very strong rushing winds outside of the Capitol, uh, really sudden bursts of cold air inside, even when all the doors in a room might be completely shut and objects moving around on their own. Um, I heard a story when I was actually on the tour of a somebody like a security guard being up, and I think they were they were renovating the dome. They were doing some sort of work and it's late at night. Security guard goes up there. hears something. And it's essentially like a poltergeist type figure, like chasing him down. So like really just horrible, horrifying stories. Uh, kind of the eeriest part, in my opinion, is there's been apparitions of a figure walking outside the dome and inside the dome, not touching the ground. So just sort of like walking through midair. And the theory that's that's creepy. It's very creepy. And now I'll tell you too, it's not that far from an old graveyard either. And there's a ton of different stories about the graveyard near the state house as well. People being buried alive, like you know, yep. people that, that'll being, that'll do it. Yeah, who were people that'll thought were it. were dead and were not. Um, lots of if you go to Annapolis, you have to do a ghost tour because it's the coolest place you'll ever do it. But the theory is it's Thomas Dance, man that he never got paid, and his wife and children basically had their whole lives upended, and he's still haunting the state house to this day. That's creepy. And that's but, Annapolis. That's but it. not going to lie, justified. Oh, it's very justified. I would totally haunt the state. You capital. would haunt? If I was that guy, like, yeah. Yeah. 
not the version give, that I'm not heard. even going to give my family like my tools. Like what? I know. Send them back to England. Even... Yeah, yeah, and I, just... I've heard a few different. The version I heard in person was a little bit different in terms of some of the details, but a lot of the consistency, a lot of the general ideas are pretty consistent. Yeah, no that that's that's interesting. There's also a, a lot of haunted bars in Annapolis too. Yeah, I, I mean, Lots I live to taverns. I live like less than two hours away from Annapolis, so I might have to do a drive at some point. Just just to do the ghost. Tours. It's a great city. Yeah, let me know. Big, I'll go. We, we could, big fan. You and I could do the haunted pub crawl. We can, we can take the podcast on the road in one of Katie from episode two. One of the Katie's RVs. RVs. <laughs> yeah, one of Katie's RVs. Yeah. Yeah, see, see, everything ties together, folks. Yeah, if somebody tells you you don't have to listen to these in order, it's not true. You actually do have to listen to all of these in order. <laughs> yeah, we, you can't just pick up on a random episode. You can't just like pick this. up. No, yeah. too much context. Exactly. But so that's the that's at least part of the haunted history. I think there's other stories as well, but that's the, I think, the biggest and, and the most um, significant one from Annapolis. So of all these, so we told four or at least stories about four different capitals. What do you think is the the spookiest, the creepy, the one that like just kind of like freaks you out a little bit? The one that I think personally freaks me out is the Annapolis one because I was there late at night with somebody dressed in colonial era garb and pretending to walk with a cane and did a phenomenal job. Awesome tour. Best tour I've ever done. Um, but it was pretty eerie. And I think just the setting of that city and the the old style architecture and all that too. But I'm also not going to lie. The Arkansas, the old state house, having a medical school with an autopsy room, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Yeah, there's no chance. You couldn't get me near that. No chance. No. How about you? What do you think, Ryan? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, like the Annapolis one doesn't even sound spooky to me. It's like, okay, I get it, dude. Like, I get why you're haunting well, this place. Well, no, like, but I think I, it's, it's like, like you, a, like you need to go find spooky. Yeah, but like you need to go find somebody. Like, I'll help you, dude. Like, I'll, I'll walk you through the Capitol. Like, you want to find the whoever? Well, I, like, I yeah, think I, it's, I, I got you. I don't think anyone's really there. Well, I mean, so if I'm there in person, that probably is pretty spooky. That that might be the spooky. But I, it's not like a, a spooky. It's like a terrifying. poltergeist, angry type. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that that. Yeah, that is terrifying. That's like bone chilling. Yeah. I mean, like the, the Nashville one, like two guys eternally just arguing like that's just got to be annoying. But that would I'm, be just really annoying. And, and, and you think about it, because Nashville is such a party city these days. Like, you've got some some folks that are, you know, having a good time on Broadway, and they're wandering down to the Capitol, and they hear people arguing. Like, imagine how they feel. Because they're already out of it. And then they think they're seeing stuff. Like, that could really, really end badly. Unless that is a correlation. Which it could be. It could It could be a factor that proximity to downtown Broadway. It could be, or but they could be yelling. They could be yelling because there's people around all the time. Yeah, that's true. I would and get like, annoyed if I live close to Broadway too. And it is, it, it is spooky too, in and of the fact that there is a president that's buried there. Like there, are like dead bot, like dead bot. I didn't even know. Like when I was going around, like I had no idea that there were, these guys were buried in the walls so or is whatever. It, but is it, are they actually in the walls of the building, or is it like a off? Is it somewhere else on the grounds? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. They because I think the research said like you know buried in the northeast corner or whatever. Like I don't know if it, if it's a, if they're in the walls that that's creepy. That's I mean that's ter- that's just yeah that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So might have to do some additional research on that. But yeah, we I mean we learned a lot about uh you know elections and overturning elections and. uh <laughs> A lot of talk of that in uh, in contemporary society, and I guess stuff like this has happened before. So very interesting. Yeah, learn something new every day, right? Learned a lot today. 
So appreciate and we your had stories. fun doing it. Yeah, no, this was yeah, it was fun to do a little bit of research. And, uh, you know, now I'm going to have to go and try to find like all the ghost stories uh, or all, I'm sorry, all, all the ghost shows that are like on all the different streaming platforms. Going to have to like try to find ones that specifically do the like haunted sake. Or we could just make our own. Or we can make our own. That's the spinoff. So stay tuned. TBD. All right. Do you want to gavel us out, Ryan? Um, yeah, I mean, we can we can gavel out. I uh, just want to thank everybody again for tuning in this far. If you have, um, you know, it's been a it's been a nice episode. Uh, it's been a spooky episode. Hope everybody has a good Halloween. Uh, you know, we'll. The, the Stevenses always have a, an annual Halloween party, so we're excited. We're excited for that. Uh, a lot of spooky costumes and you know trick or treaters. I don't know about you. We're on a big, uh, a good, a good street for trick or treating, so we get tons of tons of kids coming by and all all crazy kinds of costumes. Uh, but yeah, best time of the year. And then once this is over, then it's time for second best time of the year, which is the holidays. So Ryan, I do have one more question. What are you going to be for Halloween? Ooh, well, um, I don't know if I can give it away yet because my, my wife, it's we usually don't do matching costumes, but because she is pregnant, um, she has a pregnancy themed one in mind, which is more so creepy than it is funny or cute. Uh, so if you know Amanda, you know, I, I was going to say that. You sounds, can, that sounds like Amanda. Yeah, that makes you can, sense. Yeah, you can sort of see where this is going. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll definitely be posting uh, on my social media after after the party um, of the costume. So don't want to ruin anything now, but uh, next episode uh, we'll we'll let everybody know if they're if they're interested. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Uh, tune in next time. We got some more uh, non spooky stuff to talk about. <laughs> Different state. Policies. Back to our regularly scheduled yeah, programming. Yeah, yeah. Back back to our regularly regularly scheduled program. Exactly. So, yeah, follow us online. You know, you know the routine, dmgs.com. Uh, follow us on social media. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast, guys. Thank you. Until next time, when we will be back in session.